0: Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday!
1: My name is Alan.
0: My name's Nick. And
1: welcome. Into, into the Dungeon. The dungeon.
0: This week we're picking up right where we left off, the heat of the battle. Shrew Shrubberies had just managed to breach through the stone circle and much to the surprise, that rumble that they had heard within the tunnel was in fact Xanth and a couple of centaurs coming to their potential aid. We're not gonna waste any time and we're gonna get rolling. The last episode had ended with Shrew casting a moonbeam on the wearier looking anchorite. So he's gonna start off his turn with a dexterity saving throw we're starting off strong that was a natural 19 you want to roll for damage? alright
1: that's 2d10 I need to roll that's 10 for a total of 5 damage
0: having taken that damage from the moonbeam this orc reaches into his pouch pulls out a bottle of red liquid and he starts gulping it down
1: roll low please that could have been mine if I had killed him
0: could have but it's not gonna be He's rolled for a total of 13 hit points, 4d4 plus 4. He's gonna use his movement to move away from Fabian, so Fabian will have an attack of opportunity on him.
1: Let's go, Fabian. 20? Yeah, that will hit. <laughs> yeah, we start strong, and by strong I mean strong for me, which is the opposite, I start like shit and I roll a 1 for damage, so a total of 5 damage.
0: Alright. It's not alright. so this anchorite has now moved away from Fabian and is behind the altar he raises his fingers up points at Fabian and lets go with a crackle of electricity as a lightning bolt strikes him I need Fabian to give me a dexterity saving throw total of 8 that fails could have been worse that's a total of 20 lightning damage oof as it strikes Fabian straight in the chest Fabian is looking rather worse for wear as he drops to a knee his legs shaking he's breathing heavily he's got two head points left oh and when the anchorites turn over it's over to murkob who's about
1: halfway up the ladder how much movement would murkob use up to get out of the ladder it's
0: gonna take him 15 feet to get
1: out okay so he's gonna do that for now get out
0: okay and where's he going from here
1: seeing that fena and shrew are hiding behind these standing stones He's gonna follow suit and stand behind the one shrew is currently occupying
0: all right he's doing anything with his action
1: he wants to just drop the great axe take a javelin out and aim to one of the orcs that is near the altar the one holding down sister garel all
0: right he's gonna do that as he makes his way to the standing
1: stone then if he cannot like sidestep and do it yeah before he actually takes cover behind the standing stone he'd let off a javelin
0: all right as a javelin's a one-handed weapon i'll say he doesn't have to drop his battle axe Good. He can hold it in one hand, grab a javelin. He's gonna let it loose. Roll to attack. Eleven to hit. That does not hit. Unsurprising. So his javelin bounces off the edge of the altar, splintering as it does.
1: That's his turn.
0: It's so then over to the other anchorite, Flux. You see him reach into his leather armor, and he pulls out this strange doll-like affigy, which he then snaps in half. you hear hearing this rumbling in earth, and these huge, Insectoid creatures burst through the earth. You fought these before. These are the yank eggs. Oh no.
1: And where are they exactly?
0: One has burst through the ground, a mere 15 feet away from Fenner. Oh shit, how convenient. (laughs) And another 10 feet away from Murkob and Shrew. Oh wow. This anchorite is then going to use his movement to move further away from Fabian. He's now behind the altar as well. With that, it's over to Fabian.
1: Fabian is going to take out. A similar item to the one the orc just did, the reddish liquid, and he's gonna drink it up.
0: Is he using his action or is he using his bonus?
1: He's gonna use his action. I can't risk rolling low for this, because this one is a potion of superior healing 8d4 plus 8. Ooh. So hopefully, he's up to almost full life.
0: So, with that potion, Fabian has just regained 40 hit points. Oh, yeah. And he's almost back at full health. Oh, yeah. That means he's only taken five points of damage all so far. Right.
1: Uh, a quick reminder: if you take a potion in our campaign homebrew rule as an action, you don't roll for it, If it's a bonus. You do roll for it.
0: Yeah, it's meant to simulate the care of drinking through the bottle. And if we've ruled that if you use your bonus, perhaps you're like you know dripping and it's going all over the place rather than directly into your mouth.
1: Yeah, you're gulping it in a rush rather than taking your time to drink it using the whole action. Fabian is going to retreat for a moment, and it's going to stand behind one of those standing stones, trying to take cover from the orcs.
0: Is he taking cover behind the stone to his left or his right?
1: The one to his left.
0: As he takes cover behind that stone, you can see that 120 feet away, there are three centaurs charging towards the stone circle.
1: All right, the cavalry has arrived.
0: Give me a perception check for Fabian.
1: Five total.
0: As he's taking cover and... Wary from that big hit he just took. That's all he can see at the moment.
1: <laughs> You're telling me he wouldn't be able to see a gigantic boar? Well,
0: the boar hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> or has he? <laughs> Damn. So then it's over to the three orcs that are holding down this woman on the altar. They're going to ready their javelins. They can't quite see any of their assailants. So they're standing to attention, ready to let loose at anybody that they see. It's so then over to Fenner.
1: Fenna is going to... Break a cover a bit to try and cast Sacred Flame on the worst-looking anchorite.
0: All right, he's going to roll a dexterity saving throw. I'm sorry to say, that's another natural 19.
1: Damn it. So yeah, that just fizzles out. It doesn't work. has seen that uh, insectoid has just burst through the earth behind her. He's going to run towards where Fabian is and take cover behind that standing stone.
0: is hiding behind this stone. She's hearing the sound of galloping and she can see those three centaurs charging towards the hill. Give me a perception check for Fenner. 13 total. She can't quite get a good look as these centaurs are charging through the woods. As I said before, they're about 120 feet away. But she catches a glimpse of what appears to be a human on a horse lagging about 10 feet behind them. It's so over to the centaurs, you see Xanth and his two companions close in the distance on this hill. They're now just 30 feet away. Oh, come on,
1: <laughs> <I> arrive already. <laughs> dash <laughs> dash damn it with that then it's to the top of the round and over to shrew shrew is going to move his wound beam on top of the worst looking anchorite again the one that's looking more damaged and he's then gonna run to the standing stone to his right which is further away from the insect and try and use it as cover
0: cover from the ankegs or cover from the orcs no from the orcs Alrighty, righty so it's over to narux then But before Narek takes his turn, thank you, Al, for being a good sport and for reminding me that the orcs had held their action. So as Fenner runs across, because they were all holding their action for the first enemy that they saw, they're all going to take a shot with their javelins at Fenner as she dashes across.
1: Nine to hit. That misses.
0: And then two 14s.
1: Those just hit.
0: That's a total of 5 damage from each javelin, for a total of 10. Damn. Fender's up to 16 points of damage taken. She's still got just over half her health. So then back to Narox, who's going to take a constitution saving throw from that moonbeam. It's a total of 13. Doesn't make it, it's 14. Here come the two ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Here we go, come on, two tens. Not bad. Two sixes, so 12 total damage.
0: He shrieks out in pain, clutches his chest. He's breathing heavily, but he's just still standing. Not heavily enough. So he's going to use his movement to get out of the moonbeam. And similarly, he reaches into his chest, pulls out this small effigy, <laughs> rips it, tears it in half. Damn. <laughs> you hear the earth shifting again as these two large insectoids burst through the earth, one just 10 feet away from Fenner and Fabian. But you see that as it's popped out, it's turned its attention to the three centaurs and another one behind the orcs and anchorites. <sighs> Good. So it's to
1: Murkub. Murkub, again, is going to shimmy over and try and fire the last of his javelins at the anchorite, which I forgot his name. The one that's more hurt? Yeah, the one just taking the full brunt of our force. Narux. Naruk's is going to try and kill off Naruk's. All right, roll to hit. 16 to hit. It hits? Oof. I think that eleven is the highest I've rolled tonight.
0: That's a D6 plus three. Total of six damage. The javelin strikes him straight on the chest. He's gurgling blood. Down on a knee. He's shaking and trembling.
1: <sighs> but he's not down, is he? Damn it.
0: He's on his last legs. It's over to Flux, who's just seen this javelin. And he's seeing his colleague. Rather worse for wear. You see him raise his gauntlet. With those tusks at the end of them, like the ones that True is wearing. He grabs Nadox's shoulder, spins him round, plunges his gauntlet into his chest. Oh, what are you doing? You see this thunder erupts from his arm. Oh, as he then throws him onto the altar. Why?
1: What is this madness?
0: As Nadox hits the altar, and his blood falls all over, no, the no, poor woman no, no, no. seeping onto the stone.
1: No, 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 no.
0: This bolt of lightning strikes the altar again. No. You hear the shriek from the woman, with that it's over to Favian.
1: Okay, Fabian is gonna get out from behind the Standing Stone and run towards Sister Garel.
0: Is he dashing or is he using He's using his normal, his normal movement, movement for now. He just makes the altar.
1: Okay, so how would this work? If I want to grab her, is that my action? Just grabbing her?
0: You can try and grapple her, but she's being held down by three orcs.
1: Yeah, if I want to wrestle her off them.
0: Alright, then give me an athletics check with disadvantage.
1: Come on, Fabian. I roll poorly without disadvantage, so guess what's gonna happen?
0: <laughs> I roll two that 20s.
1: Yeah, six and a two. <laughs> so yeah, two plus three, that's five total.
0: They didn't roll much higher. Total of an eight and a nine. Just enough to hold on to her. Is Fabian using any bonus actions?
1: No, he doesn't have any. What he is gonna do <laughs> is crouch down behind the altar.
0: <laughs> I'll give him some partial cover. With that, it's actually over to the three orcs now. One of them is going to let go of Sister Garel and make its way round the altar, grabbing his battle axe from his back as he's doing so. It's a 12 to hit. That misses. The other two are just going to remain there, holding her down. She's also being pinned down by this anchorite that's fallen on top of her. It's over to Fenner.
1: Fenner is going to move momentarily out from behind the standing stone, just peeking out and try again with a sacred flame on the last remaining anchorite.
0: All right, dexterity saving throw. That's a 13 plus 1, 14. Saves. Is Fenner doing anything else? She's staying there. Then over to these first eggs that burst through the ground. It starts to open its mouth wide as it faces Murkub. This acidic smell fills the air. I'm going to need Murkub to give me a dexterity saving throw.
1: Total of 8.
0: He's failed as his acid comes forth from this creature's mouth, covering him in it. That's a total of fifteen points of damage, as Murkub lets out a cry and collapses to the floor.
1: No, Murkub, get up. It's not the time to rest.
0: He then moves away from Murkub and towards the direction the centaurs are charging in. So it's over to the other, Ankig, the one that had popped up where Fenner was initially hiding behind the stones. It's now right next to Fenner, but it turns its attention to the centaurs, and again he opens his mouth wide. Fenner can smell the stench of this acid as it lets loose its acidic spray. The centaur is going to need to take a dexterity saving throw, which it just fails per a total of 15 acid damage. Incidentally, it's now the turn of the centaurs. Each one of the three centaurs is going to engage in battle with a separate Ankeg, charging with their glaives, the one that just got hit by that Ankeg's acid spray. It's going to charge it down. Both of his attacks Missing this giant creature.
1: Oh, sure. Now now you miss. Now you roll low.
0: Xanf is now charging at the other Ankeg, the one that's in front of Fenner. Similarly with his glaive, he's going to try and take two attacks at this creature. That's better. That's a natural 20. And his on, second Sanf. attack misses.
1: Uh, I'll take that natural 20.
0: For a total of 20 Ooh. slashing damage on that
1: Ankeg. Xanth, where have you been all my life?
0: As he hits him, you hear him shout again, FOR THE WORDS! the third of these centaurs charges down the yankeg that appeared behind the altar and behind the stone circle. Only one of his attacks hits, for a total of nine damage, charging up about thirty feet behind Xanf. You catch the unmistakable sight of an old friend riding a horse. Who is he? You see the falcon
1: oh. <laughs> coming to join the fray. Beautiful boy. Finally, he was alive not even doing well i see falcon to the rescue again
0: perhaps or will it be his demise will he be a pigeon (laughs) with that it's over to shrew does shrew see the falcon if he pops his head from behind the stone he will
1: yeah he's popped his head to see what he's gonna do and he sees the falcon in full galloping glory yeah he he does his spirits are lifted and he's emboldened he doesn't wanna seem to be hiding when the falcon has come
0: he doesn't want to be cowering in a corner again no
1: no he doesn't want to be the pigeon so he rushes up into the fray of battle squishy old shrew <laughs> <laughs> and gets right next to that anchorite and i want to cast thunderwood
0: okay you just managed to hit the anchorite and one of the orcs narrowly missing the altar
1: yeah that's what i wanted to avoid hitting sister gorilla they need to take a constitution saving throw
0: okay the red will be the anchorite and the green Dice will be the orc. The orc has rolled a 17 plus 3, 20 mm. saves. Yeah. And the anchorite has rolled a 13 plus 2, 15. Yeah, saves. Still half damage though, yeah?
1: Yeah, but the main effect I was going for was the 10 feet pushback, which isn't going to happen now. It's 2d8 damage. Half, yeah? Yeah. That's 9 halved to 4. 4 damage each. And now I'm exposed. What a piece of shit.
0: That's the first damage Flux has taken. You see him turn his attention towards you and start chuckling. <laughs> Is Shrew doing anything else? Yeah,
1: I've only had a wild shape, so no, that's my turn. It's
0: then over to Flux, who's turned to see Shrew. He pulls his gauntlet up, He's gonna strike down with Shrew. It's the first natural one of the night. Oh, good. As he tries to stab Shrew with this gauntlet, one of the claws gets caught in his hair. <laughs> And I'm going to say that his second attack will be with disadvantage.
1: Bad hair day.
0: So with disadvantage, that is a 14 to hit.
1: (laughs) With disadvantage, he hits.
0: Seriously. So Shu takes a total of 7 piercing damage. Then he feels this thunderous wave emanate through his body. For a total of 8 thunder damage on a d8. Damn. And he's pushed 5 feet back.
1: Well, that, that helps me at least, can't get the hell out of there without taking an attack of opportunity.
0: Okay, as Shrew's been hit, he needs to take a concentration saving throw to see whether his Moonbeam stays
1: up. It's with advantage, because I have that War cast of feet. Here we go, natural 20 and a 3, so nice. I save, but unfortunately <laughs> that natural 20 is just a save. But so yeah, I don't lose my concentration, keep up my Moonbeam.
0: That's the end of Flux's turn. But I just remembered poor old Murkob lying on the earth. I need him to take a death saving throw. Six. Ooh, poor Murkob. It's over to Favian.
1: Favian is again going to try and snatch Sister Gorilla out of the Orcs' hands to try and take her to safety.
0: Okay, roll for athletics with disadvantage.
1: Total of nine. Total of eight. One of them? Yeah. And the other?
0: I just rolled with, the, with advantage because there was two of them. Oh, so... He manages to pull her through.
1: Ooh, beautiful boy. So he can move with her now?
0: He can move with her, but it's difficult terrain. And one of the orcs will have an attack of opportunity on him.
1: Yeah, he's going to take those chances. He's going to run as he glances quickly around him. Would he see Murkub Mulk- or probably have heard him scream?
0: He would have heard him scream.
1: Then taking a few quick glances, he's going to run towards where he last heard Murkub scream.
0: He just reaches where Murkub's lying on the ground. And as he does, the orc takes a swipe at him with his battle axe. That's a natural 20. I'm going to punish the red boy. Red dice has been punished.
1: Hopefully you don't kill him. I I don't think you can. He had full health. Yeah,
0: no, I would be extremely surprised. It's a total of nine slashing damage on Fabian. Okay. Is he putting Sister Grel down on the ground next to Murko? or is he holding on to her?
1: As a quick check, does she seem to be breathing? She is breathing. He's going to gently put her down on the ground behind the Standing Stone.
0: As he does, he can see that she's a young elf with long platinum blonde hair, piercing blue eyes, the whites of which are red. She seems to have a slender frame. She looks exhausted, fearful, and dirty with tears streaming down her eyes.
1: She's not having a good time.
0: That she is not. Although it's got a little bit better. We'll see. So we'll enter the three orcs, the one that just hit Fabian. Gonna give chase and follow him. One of them is gonna run up to Shrew. ah the third is just going to stand there looking confused as he looks at the anchorite right for his orders. The one chasing Fabian down is going to hit him with his battle axe. Or rather, try to hit him with his battle axe. I do not think he's made it. It's a total of 15.
1: Yeah, hits.
0: It's a total of 9 slashing damage on Ooh. Fabian. Fabian's now taken 24 hit points of damage. It's about half, just over half damage. The one that's run up to Shrew. Likewise with his battle axe has rolled a sixteen Ooh, that hits. plus five so that yeah that hits. His battle axe does a total of ten slashing damage. Which he feels.
1: Yeah, Shu feels and is <coughs> coughing up some blood as he falters and falls momentarily to the ground. <laughs> Fenner I need some assistance. Sorry, that's out of turn, but
0: <laughs> it's alright, I'll allow it. And on that note, it is actually over to Fenna. Things are looking
1: hairy. Fenna, also having heard certain screams, I imagine she's keeping an eye on the action from behind the standing stone. Hearing the screams and now hearing Shrew, is gonna turn around on the right side of the standing stone and get as close to her allies as she can.
0: She manages to go around this stone, make her way in between two of these standing stones. She's now into the difficult terrain left by Shrew's erupting of spell.
1: It's gonna quickly hastily search through her bag as she slings it over her shoulder and pull out a scroll.
0: What scroll is she pulling out? Oh,
1: The Neil special. <laughs> Thank you Neil for donating this item, it's the scroll of prayer of healing.
0: So this scroll will allow you to heal up to 6 creatures of your choice that you can see within range, that range being 30 feet, and that will be 2d8 plus Fenn's spellcasting ability modifier which is 3 them to regain their hit points. I'll just explain that as a normal spell this would have a casting time of 10 minutes but because it's an item that we sell on our buy me a coffee store and an opportunity for you to influence the story we tell as Neil has so kindly done the scroll's casting time is instantaneous.
1: Yeah we've buffed it up a bit also considering it's just one hero (laughs) yeah and we need all the help we can get.
0: A reminder that we only use the homebrew rule for potions max healing if you use an action and not for spells so that it represents how well the caster is able to cast her magic and pull from the weave
1: i hope she pulls well from the weave here we go (laughs) total of 11 healing
0: and i guess you're targeting shrew fabian sister garel and Murkub,
1: and herself if she can
0: yes she can reach or rather she's got enough creatures to include herself that takes her up to five of the six
1: Oh, in that case, if there's one more available, does she reach the Centaur, the one that was damaged by the Ankeg? She just does. Alright, then he's getting some healing too. Max use of the spell. So Shrew is back up to 14 HP, not great, but could be a uh, lifesaver.
0: I take it that's the end of Fennestern?
1: As the spell she cast wasn't technically her spell, it was a scroll, she's going to use Shield of Faith.
0: Ooh, new spell time. What does that do?
1: I think I've used it before, but it basically increases the AC of a creature you target by two. It has a 60-foot range, so she's gonna target Shrew and increase his AC. It's a level one spell.
0: Nice. So the shimmering aura then surrounds Shrew with golden light.
1: Yeah, my AC is now 16.
0: Not too shabby for a halfling. Let's then over to the Yankigs. I'm gonna roll to see whether their ability recharges first one does not.
1: That's great news. The Ankeg chokes.
0: That first Ankeg, the one that downed Moesco, has moved on to join his kin in melee combat. It's targeting that centaur that Fenner had healed. Another natural one. Alright. He does not hit. Let's go. It's now over to the Ankeg.
1: Tables are turning. Come on, we got this. The one
0: that was engaged with that said centaur. His ability has recharged. So the centaur is going to need to take dexterity saving throw which it fails damn you so that's 3d6 acid damage so that's eight acid damage on that centaur it's now over to the centaur engage with xanth his ability has not recharged so he's going to try and bite him and he's missed
1: come on xanth
0: going now to the ankig and the centaur behind the altar and the standing stones this one's going to use his acid spray it opens its mouth wide the centaur can smell the stench of acid coming from its mouth. This centaur has failed its dexterity saving throw. Ooh, 17 acid damage. Ooh. With that it's over to the centaurs who are going to return their attacks. Going to the one that's being attacked by two Ankegs first. One of his two attacks hit, dealing him a total of 8 slashing damage. It's over to Zanf. Again only one of his attacks hits. That's a total of seven slashing damage. Not bad. That Ankeg that Xanthus just slashed looks pretty hurt. And now behind the stone circle. And again, only one of the attacks hits. For a total of twelve slashing damage. Bursting through the trees now. Comes good old Falcon on his horse.
1: Alright, come on Falcon. I'm sure, you've been training all this time. We haven't been seeing him.
0: He's gonna use his long sword to make two attacks. Let's go.
1: Falcon, Falcon. He's hit with both. Alright, MVP, the return of the Falcon. As
0: he slashes down with his right arm, slicing one of the Yank arms off, and then Ooh. follows, swinging his sword back the other way, cutting its head clean Ooh. off.
1: Oh, Falcon, you do him dirty. I love you. Oh, yeah, Falcon. Now things are looking good.
0: They're certainly looking better. Alright, Falcon. That takes us now all the way to the top of the round, and Shrew...
1: Shrew is going to pick himself up, It's just for... Theatrical purposes. The- theatrical purposes. He wasn't prone or anything, but he was faltering. He's going to pick himself up. He's going to slightly bend his knees and put both fists up and shout... <laughs> and do another <laughs> thunder wave.
0: So from where Shrew is, you can only hit that orc that's engaged with you?
1: Yeah, that's fine. I'm hoping I hit. He doesn't save and that he's pushed back.
0: Come on, give me that song for good luck. Constitution time.
1: Uh, Constitution time. Uh. That's a total of 13. All right, it doesn't save, so 2d8 damage, and more importantly, it's pushed a 10 feet away. Ooh, not bad. 14 points of damage.
0: This orc screams out in pain as he's pushed back 10 feet, momentarily down on his hands and knees,
1: trembling, blood gushing
0: forth from his mouth. He's looking
1: rather worse for wear. True, is going to get the momentum and carry on running.
0: In which direction?
1: Towards the standing stone that he came from a few turns back, and he's going to try and use that as cover again.
0: Alrighty then. So Murkov was who's lying down on the earth, his eyes opened, he's breathing again. He's almost back to full health.
1: Murkov is shaken, clearly. But as he composes himself, he looks around and sees that one of his kin, an orc, is trying to kill Fabian or attack him. So he's going to move towards him and try and attack it. 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Impressive, Morkub. Max damage 12 plus 3, 15 total.
0: With a ferocious rage, he cuts the arm that's holding the battle axe clean off as his all collapses into a bloody heap.
1: <laughs> Alright, one hit kill.
0: Morkub's not doing too bad.
1: No, and now he can get back behind cover and he won't take an attack of opportunity. Because the guy is dead.
0: Yeah, quite a big hit. It's then over to Flux. He looks down at this orc, that's spitting blood on the floor. Shakes his head. He raises his fist up, plunges his gauntlet into his chest, and throws him on the altar. Stop throwing
1: bloodied orcs on the altar. You're going to summon something.
0: The blood starts hitting and spilling all over this altar. And again, you hear this almighty boom. You see this lightning strike the altar again. You see now the standing stones are starting to glow with blue electricity.
1: (laughs) That can't be good.
0: Wisps of electrical energy flickering off them.
1: Gorthok is coming. It's now over to Favian. Favian is going to peek out from behind the standing stone and he's going to say,
0: Have a taste of your own medicine.
1: And he's going to do the finger gun and aim at the anchorite. For all he knows, he has some power left in it.
0: This magical energy starts crackling at his fingertips. He takes aim at flux. Fuck, he's going to have to take a dexterity saving throw. That's a 16 plus.
1: Uh, damn you. Oh, he saves. I, I don't know what spell save DC Savian has, but I'm pretty sure it's not higher than Trues he, or Fenners. No, he's saved. So that's is that half damage or no damage?
0: That's half damage. That's 8d6 halved. And that's the last remaining magical spell that Fabian has.
1: He's going to be heartbroken.
0: The little sparks that have been in his eyes all this time disappear.
1: It's unfortunate that it's half damage, but let's see, hopefully a roll high anyway. See a lot of ones. (laughs) Three ones. Total of 23 damage, half to 11.
0: Not too shabby, Fabian. You see this anchorite turn to face Fabian as he pops back behind. The stone circle. look of confusion on his face. There's one remaining orc. He's gonna charge down towards Fenner, raising his great axe above his head. That's 17 plus which hits. Whoa! yeah, it hits. That's a D12. nasty That's seven slashing damage on oh, Fenner. Fenner's now taken 12 points of damage. Total. Yeah. By that I mean total in the battle, not total from this attack. And incidentally, it's back over to Fenner.
1: Fenna acts unfazed by the orc that's just attacked her. Sets her sights on the anchorite and wants to cast guiding bolt as a level two.
0: Okay, roll to hit then. Come
1: on, Fenna, you can do this. Fenna, you beautiful baby. Twenty three to hit. Yeah, oh, certainly (sighs) hits. Yeah, that's five d six. Come on, I don't want to see a single one this time. Come on. Oh, Fenna, do it good suspense that's a 6 a 4 a 5 a 3 and a 5 so a total of 23 damage not (laughs) halved Fenner MVP (laughs) this
0: anchorite shouts out in pain now turning his attention towards Fenner. it's now over to the ankigs we're gonna go in the same order the two that are engaged with the first centaur gonna roll to see if their abilities have recharged neither of them have yes but both hit with their attacks Okay. And actually, because the first attack hit, that centaur is grappled, which means that the second Ankeg actually has advantage on his attack, which is actually worse than the first roll. That's two d6 plus one d6 of acid damage.
1: How are the centaurs looking?
0: Xanf is unscathed. The centaur that's just been hit, I will give you an update after this attack. And the one that's fighting behind the stone circle has taken 17 HP of damage. He's looking. Not too bad, but not too great. So this per centaur has now taken 24 points of damage. And the second Ankig's attack deals an additional 12 points of damage. This centaur is looking rather worse for wear.
1: Oh no, poor horsey.
0: Now over to the Ankig behind the stone circle fighting with that centaur. His ability is not recharged. Yes. That's another natural one. Yes. I don't think today you've got any right in complaining about dice rolls. I'm going to have to bring Red Boy out of punishment.
1: <laughs> one day I'm going to find Red Boy. And I'm going to kidnap him. <laughs> and I'm going to throw him in the sea. So yeah,
0: he's completely missed. It's now over to the Centaurs. Starting with that one that's looking rather worse for wear. He's going to use his two attacks. Oh, and he seems rather shaken as both of them miss. Damn. It's now over to Zanf. So Xanth rushes to his ally's side to help him take on these Ankigs. With his glaive in hand, he's going to take two swipes at the one closest to him. You couldn't write this shit up. You cannot complain, well, although you can complain because now it's against you. But that's two natural ones. Two attacks, Come two on, natural Sans. ones.
1: Come on, Come on. I think I know what's happening. Xanth has seen Falcon approach and he quite clearly has... Outstaged him.
0: <laughs> he's feeling off his game now.
1: He's feeling off his game and he has a bit of like a fanboyism kicking in, so he's getting he's getting a bit nervous, I think.
0: And that note is actually over to Falcon.
1: There we go, the real MVP. Let's do it, Falcon.
0: He's going to go charge at the handkick that's fighting the central behind the stone circle. He's going to take two slashes with his longsword. Only one of them hits.
1: It's okay, it's okay. They're not all going to hit.
0: 1d8. Oh,
1: he's rolled an 8 on a d8. Of course he has. That's why he's the MVP. Alcoon!
0: That's 11 damage on this Hank Egg. Nice. This Hank Egg's legs start to give way slowly as he tries to compose himself. He's still standing but looking rather weak.
1: I'm still standing looking like a piece of shit.
0: It's over to Shrew, but I'm gonna ask Fana to give me a concentration check for taking that hit on her
1: shield of faith. Ah, uh, he was nearly a 17 and kind of rolled by itself backwards (laughs) and turned into a three.
0: Oh no, so Shrew's loss
1: is plus two AC. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay, so it's Shrew's turn. That it is. Shrew is sweating profusely, isn't sure. Are they gonna make it alive? Or is this the end of Shrew's shrubberies? And all the good folk he's met on the way, Santh, Falcon, momentarily reaches for his neck. And a flashback of that fateful day at the cave comes to him where he lost Donjon but he killed that rat queen, Selene. He pauses for a single moment, but then decides it's now or never. So he plucks two beads off his necklace.
0: Where's he throwing them?
1: I lean to one side, out from behind the standing stone. I survey the battlefield for a moment and try to estimate where I could throw the beads at a point where I would only catch the anchorite.
0: Keeping your allies safe, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, you you can manage to do that. So that would be 9d6 with your two
1: beads. He needs to save something, right?
0: Yeah, he needs to take a dexterity saving throw. Come on, Rollo. Roll
1: a DC low. 15. roll low, Rollo. Low. Gonna bring out Red
0: Boy. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> Red Boy.
0: Oh, Red Boy. It's a total of 14. He just fails. Oh,
1: beautiful. And that's 9d6, you said?
0: 9d6. Remember to take two... Balls off your necklace. I believe now that means you use five. I only have two left. And you're going to need them in this battle.
1: I got two balls <laughs> for that dragon. Come on, no ones like Fenna. Four
0: ones. So nearly half of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's 23 total damage.
0: 23? You hear him shriek out in pain as this. Sphere of flames engulfed him, and as the smoke starts to wave away, you see his hair smouldering, part of his skin Now burnt off. You see him grimacing. He looks rather hurt, but he's still standing. Damn
1: it If some of those ones would have been sixes, maybe now.
0: Could have been a different story. It's now out of Murkob
1: Murkob is gonna run enraged towards the anchorite, using his orcish aggression to get there if need be he does and with full force he's gonna strike down on the anchorite
0: roll to hit that's
1: 19 plus 5 that certainly hits 24 that's a total of 11 damage
0: he feels the full brunt of that axe dig into his arms he's looking seriously hurt his eyes widen his mouth grimacing it's now over to flux he raises his hands starts just circulating widely you begin to hear him shouting in orcish one word you do recognize though. He shouts out Gorthaq.
1: Oh shit.
0: Murkob understands this as Gorthok, hear my call. I summon you, Primal Spirit of the Storm. Come forth and wreak havoc upon our enemies. And this bolt of lightning <laughs> slams into the altar. Oh shit. You see the stones start to glow again. The clouds above get darker. The Light rain starts to fall. You start to hear the wind howling for the stone circle. You see Flux's eyes widening. The sparks of lightning draw from the edges of the standing stones each one striking the altar at the center. You all see this flash of lightning and hear a deafening roar as a dark shape starts to form amongst an eerie mist. You see that it grows larger and larger as its massive form starts to shake the ground ferociously. I'm gonna need Shrew, Murugob, Fenner, and Favian to take a dexterity saving throw. I'll take one for Falcon. (laughs) <laughs> oh, shit! that was the 10th strike of lightning on the altar
1: Shrew rolls uh, 8, he's fucked
0: <laughs> Shrew feels his feet give way as the earth shakes and he falls flat on his back prone
1: oh is that it? for now <laughs> for Murkov, it's a 13
0: Murkov also feels the floor beneath him give way as he falls prone at the feet of this anchorite
1: Fabian a total of 17
0: Fabian manages to hold onto the standing stone keeping his feet. And Fanna, six. Fana also feels the ground give way beneath her as she falls prone. Falcon manages to keep his footing as he looks over his shoulder, confused at what's happening. You begin to hear these cracks form on the standing stones as one by one, they begin to fall away from the center of the stone circle. You hear the crashing of trees around you as several collapse from the blast. I'm going to need Fabian and Shrew to take a dexterity saving throw again. Shrew, this time with disadvantage, as he's lying prone.
1: Okay, first for Shrew, with disadvantage. It's a natural 20, and a 7 plus 2, 9. Oh dear,
0: and what about Favian?
1: 15 total.
0: So as these stones start collapsing one by one, outwards from the center of the stone circle, Favian manages to jump to the side as it comes crashing beside him, but the one that Shrew had been taking cover behind falls directly on top of him. Actually, I'm going to need you to take a dexterity saving throw, with disadvantage for Sister Gurel as well.
1: 15 for Sister Garel.
0: Despite being bound, Sister Garel just manages to wriggle out as his stone comes tumbling down towards him. True, however, having taken cover behind the stone and lying prone, feels the full brunt of the stone collapse on top of him. He takes a total of 12 bludgeoning damage oh. and is pinned underneath the stone. No, no. <laughs> Actually, two of the ankicks also need to take the dexterity saving from. The first one saves, as does the second one. As the mist begins to clear, you now see before you this ethereal boar, the size of an elephant, with tusks as long as swords and a hide that crackles with electricity. This primal spirit stands on its hind legs as its front hooves come down on the earth, making a thunderous boom. The sparks of lightning wisp off its tusks. You see before you what you can safely assume is Gorthok, the thunder boar. Ah, looks like he's about to cry.
1: It's gonna be (laughs) over. This is as far as we get.
0: It's now over to Fabian.
1: I don't even know what to do. Are we, are we running for our lives here? We are spent. We don't have anything to kill this.
0: You got some fireballs, although Shrew is currently pinned underneath yeah. a standing stone.
1: And only two HP left. Fabian, almost in shock, is nominally going to drop his Dragon Slayer sword, and is going to take out his Boar Slaying sword. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he find that again? <laughs> He only. He's going to take out his bow, pick an arrow, one of the four remaining arrows, yep. and try and hit the anchorite. Right.
0: Okay, roll to hit.
1: That's 11. Then misses. He's going to take his second attack. Do the same. A 4 plus. 4, 8 to hit.
0: Then misses. Pagan's down to his last two arrows.
1: He has no cover, right?
0: Not anymore. Is he doing anything with his bonus?
1: No, he's not even going to move. He's just going to kind of... St- in shock.
0: It's over to the orc standing above Fenner. Gonna try and strike her with his great axe. Fenner, who's lying prone. That's a five and a three. He's missed even with advantage. Fenner manages to just roll out of the way of the attack. It's over to Fenner, who's lying prone at this
1: orc's feet. Fenner's gonna stand up for one. Does she have sights of the anchorite from here? She can just about see him through this hulking beast. She's gonna try and hit it with a guiding bolt as a level two. Is that the last level 2 she has?
0: Yep, that is.
1: She's gonna try and kill him off. 20 to hit. 20 hits. That's a total of 20 damage. 20. 20 on the anchorite. How's Fenner doing this? Almost numb, almost in disbelief. Again, scared, almost stiff. As she stands up, she's not gonna break her sight of the anchorite, trying to ignore everything else around her. And as she wipes a tear, running down her face, fearing for her life, either because it's taken by this apparition now, an orc, or indeed by the curse of the were she lets off her guiding bolt, in hopes that at least it finds its target and destroys it.
0: A spell hits Flux, you see him start to glow. With this radiant magic, his eyes roll into the back of his head, he starts foaming at the mouth, he starts shaking and trembling, he falls to his knees, his body starts contorting in a spasm, and then he just lies, there, motionless.
1: Does the boar disappear by any chance?
0: The boar is still there. Damn it. <laughs> As Flux draws his last breath, the Ankeg start to disappear back into the ground.
1: Oh, good. Your master's defeated. And you run away.
0: So the centaurs seem a little in shock at this great beast that's appeared before them. Xanf is rushing up to them. And seeing that he's pushed on, the other two centaurs are going to do the same. So each of these centaurs... Gonna take two slashes with their glaives. The first one hits with both attacks. This is Zanf, one and 10, half down. Takes a total of seven damage on Gothak. The next centaur also hits with both attacks for a total of six damage in the third and final centaur. Another natural one and a three. He's missed with both his attacks. It's now over to Falcon. Rejoins the fray. Falcon rolls double 18s. He hits with both. For a total of eight slashing damage. After that third attack landing on him, Gorfwick's starting to look a bit pissed.
1: <laughs> That's my good, don't piss. The big pig. You call me pig?
0: And finally, Sister Gorel has managed to break the bonds on her. Oh,
1: she's alive.
0: And pull the gag from her mouth. It looks like you could, uh, Use a little assistance as she drags herself up. Let me repeat the favor. Oui oui, madame. <laughs> Gorthok stands on his hind legs and targets the weaker looking of the centaurs. Oh.
1: That hits. Let's see what this boy is made of.
0: That's 11 slashing damage. Oh. Plus 4 lightning damage oh. as these sparks come off its hooves.
1: He's Sp- made of thunder and lightning. And all things frightening, we're fucked.
0: This centaur crumples in front of him.
1: Ah, my first horse down. Betsy! (laughs) You're getting flashbacks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He now turns his attention to the other centaur, which looks quite hurt as well.
1: No, no, no. No no one dies. No one dies in this fight.
0: This time he's using his tusks. That's a big hit. Damn it. How many moves does he have, this guy? That's 11 damage plus... Seven thunder damage. damage. Total of eighteen damage. Oh
1: we're done. It's like 30 something damage on one go.
0: This enter is still standing, but he's coughing up blood.
1: Retreat centaurs.
0: And his glaive is hanging loosely by his side. It's over to Shrew, who is pinned currently by the standing stone.
1: and I push it <laughs> down it very much. Like, I can't stand up. I'm pinned. I'm literally pinned.
0: You're going to have to give me an acrobatics or flezzix check to try and get out from under it.
1: It's not going to happen, is it? I can't cast anything. I can't move. I'm, like, totally pinned from Yeah. from the neck down kind of thing.
0: Even your head, you're feeling the weight of the stone I'm pressuring it. your head. You're completely buried.
1: So it's going to be acrobatics. 14 to get the hell out of that.
0: You managed to free an arm and leg. <laughs> You get the sensation that a little more wriggling would have got you out.
1: Can I use my arm for anything? Well, that was my action, really, right? Yeah, that was your action. Okay, so there. I'm, I'm there. I'm squashed. I have half a mind of just staying there and let this fight <laughs> <laughs> boil over. So it's a Fabian. Favian is going to chug down as quick as he can, using a bonus, a potion of healing.
0: Okay, so that's 2d4 plus 2.
1: That's 6 healing. <laughs> Pitiful. When this guy is doing like 30... Something damage a turn, but we'll take it and he's going to make his way to the orc That is bothering Fenner. He's gonna try and kill that one off.
0: Picking the sword up along the way, I guess. Yeah yeah. Okay, roll to attack then
1: Almost a crit 18 plus 7. Yeah, that hits. That's a total of 12 damage That's the first damage
0: this orc has taken.
1: And he's gonna try and hit him again 16 to hit. That hits Total of 10 damage.
0: With those two attacks. The first one slicing across his back, the second one ploughing a sword through his back and out through his chest as he crumples onto the floor, a bloody mess. And then there was one.
1: Yeah, and one against the boar. It's over to Fena. Fenna is going to move away and get closer to Sister Garel as she's seeing her stand up.
0: Okay. Is she doing anything for once? She's there.
1: She's going to cast Cure Wounds on Sister Garel. Okay. That's 2d8 plus my modifier for a total of 9 healing.
0: Is Fenna doing anything else?
1: Does she have any movement left?
0: She's got 10 feet of movement left.
1: Can she go down the slope a bit so that she's out of reach of any possible attacks?
0: That she can. She can move 10 feet down.
1: She's going to do that. She's starting to fear for her life a bit.
0: It's over to Zanf and the other centaur that's remaining. Zanf is going to take his two attacks, both of which hit. Wow, that's a good roll. That's another good roll. That's 27 total damage halved. It's over to the last remaining centaur. Oh dear! Both of his attacks have missed. Seeing his friend Xanf, land both blows, Falcon's feeling inspired. Oh, Falcon! It's a nat twenty.
1: Come oh, on, Falcon.
0: And a three. Oh. So he's missed with his second attack.
1: Well, we'll take the twenty. What <laughs> we want.
0: Oh, oh dear! That's a one on the damage. Damn it! It's a total of five damage, half down to two.
1: Wow! On a crit.
0: It's over to Sister Garel. You see her start waving her hands around. She starts chanting something in Elvish. You see these three rays of fire form at her hands. She starts to hurl them towards Gothak. All three of which find her target. For a total of 20 fire damage. It's over to Gothak. He turns his attention to that wounded centaur. He's gonna make an attack first with his lightning tusks. It's a natural 19. (laughs) <laughs> Bye-bye. That's 16 slashing damage and an additional 10 lightning damage. That centaur crumples at his feet as well. He now turns his attention to Zant, standing on his hind legs and striking him with his hooves. That also hits. That's 12 bludgeoning damage and an additional 8 thunder damage as this thunderous roar breaks with the silence of the night. It's now over the Shrew.
1: I imagine I need to take my action to get out, or with a free hand can I do something?
0: There's not much you can do because you can't see anything. You're still half-buried. You've got one arm and one leg out.
1: Okay, I'll try and get out then.
0: Okay, give me an Athletics or Acrobatics check then.
1: Acrobatics 21.
0: This time you managed to pull yourself free from the rubble. You're now lying on the floor, next to these remains of the standing stone.
1: Okay, as a bonus action, I want to reach for my pouch. As I yank it out from under the rock, and I want to drink my last remaining potion of greater healing.
0: Okay, roll for HP then.
1: That's a total of 12 healing for me.
0: Is Shrew using any of his movement?
1: Yeah, to stand up, and I'm gonna stay there.
0: Then it's over to Murkov, who's lying prone at this Thunderbore's
1: feet. Murkov is going to stand up. As a bonus, he's gonna drink the potion of healing I gave him.
0: That's 2d4 plus 2, then.
1: That's a total of 9 healing for Murkov.
0: Murkub's almost back to full health.
1: And he's going to stand off against this boar. Murkub is no coward. He's going to hit him with his great axe. Alright, roll to attack. 16 to hit. That hits. Total of 9 damage.
0: Gorthuk turns his head to look at this orc in front of him. He snorts. You see that he starts to flicker in and out of existence. Gorthuk
1: is flickering? Yeah. What the heck?
0: So it's a Fabian.
1: Fabian, seeing that Gorthuk... Seemingly faltering, he's going to charge at him with his raised dragon-slaying sword. Nine
0: to hit. That does not hit.
1: He goes again. 25 this time.
0: That does hit.
1: For a total of 10 damage.
0: How does Fabian want to do this? <laughs>
1: really? Yeah. <laughs> he's got
0: a magic sword. Doesn't get halved.
1: The- right. So slightly frustrated by his first miss and a bit at wit's end thinking that this might indeed be the end of Shrew's Shrubber and all the friends here amassed around this stone circle. He takes a step back, leaps up with his sword thrusting forwards, and buries it beneath the chin, perforating his tongue. And with the momentum, as he drops back down to the ground, he wants to slice half his mouth open.
0: As he does this, his sword passes for the Ephereal. Body of this huge thunderball, you see it flicker faster and faster as it lets out this thunderous roar, and then disappears into the night sky.
1: <sighs> Here cheers, sound all around this stone circle, perhaps even reaching to the far reaches of the Neverwinter Woods.
0: <laughs> and on that note, we're going to call it a session. <laughs> Damn! No, the thunderball has been defeated
1: a big weight off my shoulders right there
0: it would appear that True Shrubberies have succeeded in seeing off the Thunderbore, the threat of the Anchorites and in rescuing Sister Garel and potentially finding a cure to that Icanthropy if you want to find out more you're going to have to tune in next week to see what awaits True Shrubberies upon their victory
1: and remember to visit www.i2td.com that's our website where you'll find links to everything there amongst all the other links you'll find our buy me a coffee link (laughs) 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 where you can become a member to one of our levels where you can catch our bonus episodes into the studio that airs the day after this episode releases where we go over this episode itself anything that we might have been thinking what we did what we did wrong what we did right anything that is left unexplained we go over it there so if you're interested in that, that extra bonus content, make sure to sign up. It would help us tremendously.
0: Yeah, and whilst you're there, if you're so kind to visit that site, and you don't fancy signing up to one of those tiers, you can buy us a potion. I think Shrew's burned through pretty much all the ones he has already.
1: Yeah, I just have one left. I've burned through pretty much everything in this fight. The scroll of Prayer of Healing, almost all the potions, and also my necklace. It's down to two beads now.
0: Ooh. But yeah, you can buy us a potion or you can purchase by a one-off donation a special item to help Shrew Shrubberies on his quest and take the opportunity to be a part of the story we tell and influence the adventure. And if you can't donate, you can certainly help us by liking this episode, leaving a rating, or by sharing and subscribing.
1: That's right. Everything helps.
0: And this brings us on to Twitter Twatter.
1: Where you tweet, we twatter. <laughs> <laughs> To be the dumbest name for a section we have come up with.
0: Wh- who came up with that one? Me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was in passing and you consolidated it.
0: A bit like through shrubberies. Yeah, exactly. Well, today we took a slightly different approach with Twitter Twatter. Instead of asking you to ask us a question, we asked a question for you to answer.
1: Yeah, we figured no one gives a shit about what we. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. So. so, yeah, we, we asked, when creating a D&D character, which aspects do you prioritize the most? Backstory and personality, abilities and combat effectiveness, role-playing potential, alignment and moral compass. We've got a reply from Germs. Good old Germs. It says, all of the above. But I'd say backstory and personality are what I tend to think the most, followed by abilities and combat effectiveness. Although having a strong character is cool in fights, a badly thought-out character story can make the RP very boring at
1: times. Yeah, gotta agree there. Thing is, some of those options are kind of not, not similar, but if you're talking about RP and then character and personalities, they kind of go hand in hand. It's, di- it's different things, but you need, like Paradox says, a good character with good personality—not well, good necessarily in the in the sense of the word good, but you know, like something deep. To then allow you to roleplay even better
0: yeah i find myself agreeing in fact all the characters i've played when i'm not behind the screen have always been completely focused on the roleplaying elements often to the detriment perhaps of the party where you look at the spells or the abilities available i've gone more for flavor and flair than impact on the battlefield but as we've said before we we tend to enjoy the role-playing elements more than the fighting even though this is now the i believe the third fighting episode
1: in a row yeah that's right that's right i mean stats and fighting obviously that's important what's good about a cool backstory if your character dies in the first fight you know because you but i mean yeah again it all depends
0: i guess it depends on the sort of game you are playing. there's some tables that like to min max and they're more focused on the fighting side of of the game but here at i2td i like to dabble more in the role playing
1: Yeah, you like that roleplay, you dirty boy.
0: Not just on the battlefield. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to the end of the episode, Club, where we give you a password and you use it in a witty comment online so that we know that you've had the constitution saving throws to make it this far. What's today's password, Alan?
1: Today's password is hairy shit.
0: Ooh, nice little play on words. We've got a famous saying here, which is heavy shit.
1: Yeah, heavy shit when something heavy goes down
0: and yeah it's a nice play on the words or rather a nice play on the events of today where things got a little hairy yeah and where one of the anchorites got his gauntlet stuck in his hair
1: yeah flux fluxed it up
0: yeah he certainly did he fluxed it up well anyway that brings us to the end of today's episode we hope you enjoyed that as much as we did we hope to see you next week as we delve into the the dungeon. dungeon When I get that feeling, I got prayer of healing. Uh, Yeah. The blood starts hitting and spilling all over this altar. And again, you hear this almighty boom.
1: And you see Will Smith, boom, 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 shake the room. I'm
0: going to have to bring Red Boy out of punishment.
1: (laughs) One day I'm going to find Red Boy and I'm going to kidnap him. (laughs) And I'm going to throw him in the sea.
0: Might be like the, the film, was it? Not The Shining. Oh, damn it. What's that film called? The one where he keeps throwing the ball into the lake. Or rather, <laughs> he keeps throwing the ball out of the house and the ball keeps dropping down the attic stairs. And then one day he drives off in his car. Changeling, I think it is. And then he throws the ball into the lake. And then one day he's sat there playing at the piano and you just hear boom, boom, wow. boom. And this ball rolls down mm. and it's soaking wet. Damn
1: it scaring me yeah it's a pretty scary film <laughs> that
0: would be that would be hilarious because I've actually got two of those red dice so I would um, yeah take, I, would, I take uh, it back <laughs> I, I would psych you out with that one
1: I take it back I, I, I won't throw him to the sea
0: so now over to the centaurs starting with that one that's looking rather worse for wear he's going to use his two attacks oh, and he seems rather shaken as both of them miss
1: yes <laughs> Damn! Damn. She sweating profusely, similar to us. Yeah, <laughs> beats into it. Yeah.
0: I think there's a puddle forming <laughs> under my chair.
1: Okay, as a bonus action, I want to reach for my pouch as I yank it out from under the.
0: <laughs> what are you yanking out? <laughs>